This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Got a brand new episode for you, that's right. After all October with the spoopy fright. Our motto's always been when we're right, it's right. But you know when it's a bracket show, we're gonna fight. Music bracket ignite. A bacon sale delight. Bacon <laughs> sale delight. Yeah. I, I wish I could have harmonized. Yeah. I wish I could have harmonized oh, well, at there, the end there. There might be opportunities in this show. Hey, Ooh. you're not a one taker. No. You're not a two taker. No. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> but we love two you. Two and a half yeah. takes. Yes. Welcome Yay. to Bacon Sale, the podcast you don't have to turn off when your kids come in the room. I'm Joel. I'm Ken. <laughs> I'm Zach. <laughs> and we like, we, I'm just, you know, I'm a little sad because Halloween is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd like to thank you for listening to our last show. Happy November. <sighs> Hey, by the way, I was going to mention this. Happy if you go to BakeItSell.com, you can actually, if you're missing the Halloween shows, you can go to BakeItSell.com and you can search for Halloween or go to any of the Halloween episodes and just click the tag. They have tags at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Say it's Halloween. And then you see all the Halloween shows. You can listen to them all again. There are 28 Halloween shows. Really? I just did multiplication. Wow. Uh-huh. Well, hey, some here, weeks we did five. Did oh, you, no. Some weeks we did five. Did you guys know that you can listen to podcasts again? Bet you didn't, listener. Bet you didn't. It's not like the radio. The future. You can even pause it if you'd like. Ooh. But yes. Yeah, so thank you for listening to our last show, our haunted house movie show. Yes. I yes. thought that was actually really fun because I, I didn't obviously don't have a lot to contribute to these October shows. So I just get to sit back and listen and watch. And we just and try to spook you. It yeah. was great. I actually had a great time. So that's Zach's comment. Good was, job, was, guys. Oh, hey, thanks, Zach. Yeah. It wasn't too scary for you? Uh, I, no. During the month of October, you didn't get too scared? Talk about I, demons. I, there were, a confession, there were a couple times when I got done recording and drove home, and I'm like, I'm going to listen to some happy music. Yeah, yeah. it's needed. Because yeah. I'm a little creeped out right now. Well, you weren't alone, because uh, B Madsen B on Instagram says, I probably shouldn't have listened to this one while home alone, but oh well. <laughs> yes, Kevin yeah. McAllister, that was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and there... I won't go into it, but I just want to shout out. There's a couple comments that are displeased with your treatment of cilantro in the last episode. Yeah. yeah. That's Joel's fault, actually. Uh, it's one mistaken opinion. <laughs> what? Uh, it's a few. <laughs> no. Is this more controversial than pineapple on pizza? Uh, the, the soapy cilantro taste. I don't know. I don't think so. Don't get into it. It's, it's not an internet meme yet. We'll yeah. have a full show on this. <laughs> Cilantro tier, tier three. All, of, all cilantro <laughs> tier three. Then finally, Tehoa says, my favorite part of this episode, is my house haunted? Nope. I live with kids. Uh, yep. <laughs> I used to hear random beeping in my basement. Ghosts? Nope. Turns out that my son lost his watch down there and the alarm would randomly go off. Oh, horrible. So, yeah. That is terrible. Yeah. Kids are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Oh, hey, we also got a new review. What? Uh, it's been a while. I don't know if it's iTunes review or Apple Podcast review. iTunes yeah. doesn't exist anymore. This is from FinDaddy81. Yeah, it is. And it says, this has been one of my favorite podcasts and I've listened for years. Kent, Joel, and Zach do a great job of taking the listener on a family-friendly journey into the world of pop culture and everyday life. Keep up the good work, fellas. Aw, thanks, like FinDaddy. We will. I think he just wrote our new tagline. <laughs> yeah, I like that. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We are going to throw it back to the 70s. Again. Uh, again. But this time we're hitting up the one-hit wonders oh, in a bracket. But, oh, in a right. bracket, oh, you yeah. bracket. I, Which but, you can't go to Bakersall.com. But guys, guys, I don't want to fight tonight. I Actually, do. we fight on bracket shows. And everybody tonight is going to be kung fu fighting, because we are going to do this <laughs> oh, right. Ho, 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 ho. Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> yes, this is a tournament show, which, by the way, you can go to Bakersall.com. 
find the tag for tournament. Click yeah. that. You can see all of our tournament shows. But we are going to be doing a bracket style tournament. Part one. Part one, because we're yes. going to go through the first round today. We've got 64 songs to go through. Mercy. You can find your own bracket and play along at BaconSale.com. A lot of plugging for the website, apparently. Yeah, today. yeah, definitely. Uh, Please go to BaconSale.com. Thank you. When we do these bracket shows uh, with the genres, we like when we talked about it before about 70s music this mm-hmm. year, this season, it was focused on rock. When we do the one-hit wonders, genre it's a is not bag. a limiting factor. Yes. No. So we have disco. We have some rock. Yep. We have some experimental e- adult music. Adult contemporary. Some almost uh, new wave. Yes. A lot of adult contemporary. Oh, uh, maybe too much. You can a never lot. get too much adult contemporary. You can definitely have too much yacht rock. I'm that's a contemporary. Sure. No, I'm a contemporary adult, and I love adult contemporary. <laughs> you are. <laughs> that, that actually says so much about you, Joel, and I yeah. love it. You're a contemporary <laughs> adult, and Kent is a contentious adult. Yeah. <laughs> adult contentious music? That, yeah, actually, yeah, that is my yeah. genre. Yeah. So we're going to be going through this bracket, and if we agree, Kent yeah. and Zach, if we all agree, it moves on. Yeah, so it's two out of three. Yes. Essentially, sometimes there's a tiebreaker. Sometimes it's just a given. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, it's not too tough on this show. We're not going to try to kill, hopefully, not more than five or six darlings here. Right. So we have some very specific arbitrary rulings that we <laughs> vote on. And it's there's three categories we kind of vote yes. on. We subscribe to uh, presence in the 70s, yep. 33%. Mm-hmm. Performance, 33%. Yeah. Personal taste, thirty four percent. Gives a little edge there. Of what Does we that thirty four percent become? I don't know, seventy three percent possibly. No, sometimes. And confession. That's for like full round three. Disclosure. Yeah. Full disclosure. Full confession. Not one person at this table right now was born in the seventies. Was alive Hold in on. the seventies. You weren't. No. Shut up, Zach. I don't know, man. <laughs> Wait, did you just age us? I don't. Zach, you guys Zach, are... I'm a zero year like you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm an eighty yeah. or ninety. Yeah, that's right. Kent's, Kent's one of those odd numbers that you can't really remember when is how old he is because it's feeling like the last contentious adult with his name, <laughs> uh, with his age. But uh, so yes, we're going to go through these. We're mm-hmm. going to that's what we're going to do. We did, however, even though we, none of us were born in the seventies, we did consult some people who were in the seventies. Yes. My parents. And there's also a playlist. If you are not very familiar with these songs, we will throw this up on Facebook at the very least. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, we're going to have a Spotify playlist we've created in the order that we'll be talking about the song. And you can go to BaconZell.com. Yes. One yeah, more. Another plug. Oh, mercy. Uh, so many plugs for the site. But uh, if you go there, that was a fun thing for me. I'd see a name and I'm like, I don't really know what that song is. And I'd hear it. And so I'm like, the riff. oh, I get it. And some it. of these are horrible. Either the very start of the song or once like it hits the chorus, you're like, oh, this one. Oh, and we'll be performing these songs as well. Oh, come on. It's become kind of a tradition that we badly sing these. To, oh, badly? To what, what are you talking about? I think the listener is very appreciative of our great singing. I was going to invite my new wife to the recording of this mm-hmm. episode, but I want to keep her. So <laughs> <laughs> she's missing out. All right, guys, we've, we've talked long enough. Let's jump into this. People want to hear 70s music. For our first matchup, we have Kung Fu Fighting by Carl Douglas. Everybody was Kung Fu Fighting. Oh, that one hasn't aged great. Uh, versus Hocus Pocus by Focus. <laughs> Why are you doing the nose <laughs> How come that one got a longer one than Kung Fu Fighting? Because <sighs> it's not coming back. Okay. Hey, now I love Hocus Pocus by you like, Focus. Okay, I know why you like Hocus Pocus. You know Hocus why I love because it. Because it was in Baby it was in Driver. Baby Driver. I didn't, I've never heard of this song <laughs> previous to Baby Driver, <laughs> but that music video plays so perfectly. And now it is one of the songs from the 70s I actually truly love, and my kids enjoy it too because there's yodeling in it. The reason I'm talking about it so much is that it can't be kung fu fighting, and it makes me sad. 
It your kids love it because it has yodeling in yeah, it? Yeah, no, they love it. They're like, get to the yodeling part. Your kids should listen to Yodel It from Eurovision. Fantastic song. Okay, okay. Yeah. Focus is a Dutch band. It did peak at number nine on yeah. the chart. Oh, we talk about when it, where it peaked on the chart. Yeah, success. We're referring to Billboard Hot 100, unless yes. otherwise specified. But I think everything here charted. But it was also in the top 20 for five other countries. So this song made a splash at the time. Largely instrumental, though. Yeah. But it also became popular in the 2010 because of the FIFA World mm-hmm. Cup uh, campaign that happened. They were playing that song yes. with it. It was in Baby Driver. Parts of it were in Hot Fuzz, actually, yes. I found out. It's an artistic song because it utilizes yodeling. Efing. <laughs> uh, Zach, do you know what efing is? What is efing? Family friendly? It's uh, similar to beatboxing, but a century older. It's sort of a hiccuping rhythmic wheeze. <laughs> a rhythmic wheeze? Yeah, remember when Jake was like sick on the show and he'd eat all the time? Massage his yeah. throat? Yeah. <laughs> That's what that is? Uh, and yeah, there's scat singing, flute riffs. It's just a silly scat song. Sing, you scat singing? Scat singing. Oh, scat like, singing. Scat man. Yeah. Uh, and it's, 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 it's a joy, know, but it just can't beat Kung Fu Fighting. Because Kung Fu Fighting is one of those songs that you hear and you're like, oh, ho, 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 I know this one. Because it's such as a fun song. As tacky as it may be. And how did it... I was going to say, it is a tacky song, but it is so much fun. If I'm listening to songs right now on this playlist, though, I'm skipping this one and I'm going to listen to Hocus Pocus. Same. I, I, I totally to agree. I'm jamming to both. Personal preference is Hocus Pocus, but there's no way I can vote for it. Everybody was You're correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm also voting for Kung Fu Fighting. I'm assuming, Joel. Yes, this it, is a sweep. It sweeps. But Hocus Pocus really is one you should listen to. It's seven and a half minutes long, so good luck. Or you could just watch Baby and Driver. It's, it's yeah. just yodeling and scatting. Like There's no <laughs> lyrics. And eefing. And a lot of music. You can actually watch two movies and get most of our playlist. So Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's okay. true. That is true. Kung Fu Fighting moves on. Everybody was Now we have Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks. We had joy, we had fun, we had Seasons in the Sun. That's that one. Okay. Yeah. It's, that was actually like a nice poppy version of that. Yeah. It's, we, we had joy, joy, we had fun, we, we had seasons, seasons in the sun. Versus Disco Duck by Rick Dees and his cast of idiots. Disco, Disco Duck. Disco <laughs> Duck. Uh, so, not sung by Donald Duck as a kid. I heard that song. I thought Donald Duck sang it. Joel, can I hear you say, ah, get down, mama. I've got to have me a woman. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. I can't do it. I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Disco never... Duck is so unique. And I have no recollection of this uh, when I was a kid. Uh, see, and I swear the album that, I, that we had had a picture of Donald Duck on it. May, and I, but as far as like I can tell, Disney did not copyright law. Maybe, but okay. So, but they didn't get in trouble because they didn't mention Donald Duck at all. Wasn't the same voice. Yeah, just a really similar voice. Well, and I feel like with this song, especially at the very beginning of Disco Duck, it's like somebody was goofing around with just some sounds. And they did, well, it. and it's like that kind of sounds like a quacking it, duck. And that's what it is. Rick and they just rolled with it. Who's a radio DJ? He's the one that came up with this song. So he's just a disc jockey that kind of just threw stuff together well, and made a, a kitschy song. But the yeah. sad thing about it is the radio station he worked for would not allow him to play his own song in Memphis. Mm, and so okay. they, they said, you can't play this. You can't play this. He mentioned it. And apparently that was too much. They fired him. They fired him from, wow. from his job because he mentioned the song that he made. And then even when it got very popular, because it did peak, this is a number one. This peaked at number one on the charts, on the Billboard Hot 100. But it got little airplay in his hometown of Memphis just because there was another, like other stuff was going on. They they wouldn't play it in his own hometown. So he didn't become a big star in his own hometown. And then the the other, like, okay, so the one station he was on wouldn't play Mm -hmm. it, but the other stations didn't want to do it because they were promoting him. So it was a whole big thing. Anyway, 
We're talking about it a lot for oh. a good reason. One more thing I wanted yeah. to mention. Yeah, for a great reason. Because Disco Duck was uh, made an appearance in the in the Saturday Night Fever movie. Oh, it did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then this manager was like, uh, I don't want him, I don't want it to be featured on the soundtrack album because then it will compete with sales from the actual album. And Saturday Night Fever became one of the biggest albums of all time. Absolutely, it did. So he made a bad, really bad mistake and. It's not a great song. Disco, disco duck. It, but Seasons in the Sun is. Seasons in the Sun is. I think this is a very pleasant song. It is. Pleasant. I've never heard it. Are we at the dentist You've office right now? I've never heard this song before. This yeah. is, again, this is one of the many adult contemporary songs on this list. And I think it's lovely. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. I actually like I It's like a breezy it. Sunday afternoon joy, type we of song. Had fun, we had... Disco duck is what I think is like kitschy and mm-hmm. kind of fun to listen to. But it felt a little long to me. Like, yeah, we get the point. If you grew up around then, you'd probably listen to Disco Duck for fun over Seasons in the Sun. Mm. He has taste. Apparently, it took <laughs> one day to write Disco Duck, but three months to convince anyone to perform it. Makes sense. By Disco Duck. Terry Jacks moves on. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun, but the hills that we and now we have Mississippi Queen by Mountain. Mississippi Queen! Dun, 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 dun. No, you know what I mean. That's a good one. Probably. And, <laughs> and The Night Chicago Died by Paper Lace. I heard my mama cry. I heard her pray the night Chicago died. Brother, what a night it really was. Brother, what a night it really was. Glory be. You're loving that. It's a fun It song. went into like Neil Diamond for a little bit there. <laughs> Glory be coming to America. (laughs) So I was never familiar with Mountain at all or Mississippi Queen. I mean, they're one hit wonders. Inherently, yeah, yeah, we don't know any of these people. It is a very like stereotypical rock song from that era. You didn't play Guitar Hero, did you? I did. Guitar Hero 2, I believe. This is like one of the earlier songs. Oh, I'm a three fan, actually. This is an earlier (laughs) song on Guitar Hero, I think, 2. And so I have listened to this song so many times because Mississippi Queen, a cover of Mississippi Queen was in Guitar Hero. It's like as popularized. Well, and it's actually a really fun song like from well, a musical standpoint. And it's been covered by Bachman Turner Overdrive yeah. and Ozzy. Yeah. Well, and when, when this song started up, when Mississippi Queen starts up, it starts with Cowbell. Yeah, and it does. Doom, 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 doom. And I expected, and it's got a great riff at the beginning, yeah. but it's that whole uh, Vanilla Ice Queen yeah. under pressure, Ice Ice Baby thing where... Did you expect it working with, for the weekend? Yes, by no. Loverboy. Dun, so I was a little bit just led down by Mrs. Quip in that regard. It's a great sounding song. But The Night Chicago Night actually has a special connection to me because it was in an episode of X-Files. And I knew the song kind of before that, but that's mm-hmm. the episode of X-Files, which is actually, uh, I'm not going to say it right. Die Hand, Die you know how that you know, X-Files <laughs> names never really make sense. Was that German? Yeah, it was you kind of. Zach needs to say those words. I'll, I'll read it like an American. Die hand, die verlet. There you go. Mm-hmm. But it was <laughs> episode of X-Files. Backwards. And it was, it was, this was an example of devil's music. Was oh, the okay. night Chicago died? Which, I mean, it's not. It, well, it's about a murder, but yeah. it's not a real murder. Well, a fictionalized account of a crime. Yeah, they kind of made this the story about Chicago police and Al Capone that never mm-hmm. happened. But we can get that later because I'm voting... For mis- I'm voting for a night Chicago guy to move on. By Paper Lace. By Paper I am Lace. as well. Even though Mountain did reach number 21 on Billboard with Mississippi Queen. They did, but Night Chicago died reached number one. Yes, it did. So I'm going to go. Wow. Sweep so far? Well, no. I'm voting uh, Mississippi Queen. Mississippi Queen. Okay, good. Knowing no, no one will, but I love it. But Night Chicago died moves on? Yes, it right. does. Yes, it does. Brother, 
Now we have Ain't No Stopping Us Now by McFadden and the Whitehead. Ain't no stopping us now. Ain't no valid No, no. no. The no. disrespect. No. That's what you guys sounded like when you started it. No. Mm, no. Versus Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. Hey, you guys want to go walk down some stairs? Defense. That did not fit. It was in the Joker. No, terrible. That that song did not fit that scene nope. to me. Like in the trailer, it felt so epic. And then Gary Glitter comes on nope. in the movie. And I was like, oh, that's the song I'm going with? Guys, you're going to have to get over it, okay? <sighs> anyway. But the <laughs> version that Joel put on the playlist is from the Keanu Reeves vehicle, The Replacements. What? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yeah. on the. It's got a picture of oh. Keanu Reeves <laughs> from The Replacements. A on lot the of times the Spotify playlist, I went with the most popular clip of it. Yeah. So. so I went into this bracket blind enough with research. I didn't pick a winner. So this is actually one of those where I don't really no, I, I mean, have a decision We have, we have the heavy hitters. We kind of uh, tried to so, spread apart a bit. So just going over like the song. So Ain't No Stopping Us Now. It was about succeeding despite having faced previous disadvantages. Like it's a real pick-me-up song, a real motivating well, song. It was used for the theme song for the Philadelphia Phillies, mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Philadelphia 76ers, yes. which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is baseball, football, and basketball. Sports. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. job, Joe. Where's Rock and Roll Part 2? Part 2? Because there is a Part 1, and it's actually a vocal track. Part 2 was yeah. a successful one, though. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. There's, a vo- There's a Part 1. Is it's Sophie, like, it's is like Sophia Coppola on the third one? The wall? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, but that also has been played at many sporting events. Well, up until the mid-10s, it was played all the time, and yeah. then controversy hit. Because and, of him, right? But here's, yeah, yeah, he's a pervert. For anyone yeah. that like doesn't like the guy, and it makes total sense, he actually doesn't get paid for any time the music is used. No, he sold the rights to yeah. that song. So like when it was used in Joker, people were like, what the heck, you're giving us all the money? And they're like, no, nope. Universal owns that song. Yes, so. precisely. Yeah. The more iconic song is Rock and Roll Part 2. I The song I like more is Ain't No Stopping Us Now. Um, I'm voting Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. I am too. Yeah. Okay. Ain't, Ain't No sweet. Stopping Us Now. Ain't No Stopping Us Now. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. But it's, it's Rock and Roll Part 2. Now we have I Love the Nightlife by Alicia Bridges. I, I love, love the nightlife. I, I got like to boogie. boogie. On the disco run. <laughs> did you just get a cat? That I wasn't going to go for the high notes. You guys oh, totally did. Oh, we're going falsetto on this show. Oh, sorry about that. Versus You Light Up My Life by Debbie Boone. You, you light up my life. You give me hope. We don't sing the whole song. To carry on. <laughs> I forgot that song. So this is one of those funny moments when I listen to I Love the Nightlife. I like to boogie. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I went, why does that sound from, so familiar to me? That's you know why, Zach? This one. Why? So I Married an Axe Murderer. Hey. There's a part when she says, unless you're, like he says, like, you're too I tired. Love he's, the like, he's like, I love the light knife. I like to boogie. I like to boogie. And I thought it was just being silly. I did not realize it was song oh, lyrics really? until I heard this song. Look, bring for this thing. Yeah. One thing I found very interesting about lots of these songs is, yes, even though there's a rock band or a singer singing these, they were written by other people as music goes. Yeah, sure. But a lot of times they were written by other people 10 years previous because many of these songs are covers that I never knew about. Yeah. Surprisingly. So You Light Up My Life is a cover of a Casey Sissick song. I believe that's how you say that. Sure. Go with that. Yeah. Um, Sissitrix. It's, it's, a, a, yeah, it's it, a technical term for a Scar. Uh, it's okay. Sis- is that true? S- yes. Sisyphus. Yes. He pushes, he pushes the boulder. Oh, yeah. 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 Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you for that mythology lesson. <laughs> uh, but You Light of My Life hit number one and stayed on the Billboard number one list for 10 weeks. 
That was a record yes. for the Billboard Hot 100. Previously, it was held nine weeks by Mac the Knife by Percy Faith, theme from A Summer Place, and the Beatles' Hey Jude. And then it was not beaten again. This, this 1977 song was not beaten again for 10 weeks until End of the Road by Boys to Men. Oh, classic. Uh, I love the nightlife. Number that, five. That was yeah, number, five number five billboard. Five. That's one's funny because they, they kind of marketed it. They're like, hey, a lot of songs that say disco or boogie in the, in the name are becoming popular. So they called this song originally, I love the nightlife. And then they called it disco round and kind of parentheses. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just it's a, a very fun song. I mean, I mean it's, a, it's a disco classic. But I, it's not You Love My Life. I don't like when they put parentheses in the title. I don't either. It's like, it's just like, commit to the full title, man. Yeah. But sometimes it's a really long title. Yeah, you but you, the, you just literally made it longer by putting parentheses But sometimes it's like, what's in your head? It wouldn't fit in our bracket. So it just says, I love the nightlife. It doesn't say disco round. So uh, for that reason, you're knocking it out? That reason, I'm knocking it out. Oh, I love, my night, I love the nightlife is just great. I feel like it's a very commercial song. It's probably been on lots of commercials. Mm-hmm. And like all of these are in a ton of like movies. Like Activia commercials, like though. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you Light Up My Life is fantastic, but my immediate connection to it, it reminds me of Miss Congeniality with Sandra Bullock. Because Why would that be special, Zach? Because contestant from Texas sings it as her talent and I always think about that movie when I listen to this song, which is weird. Wait, you like my life? And that's yeah. wait, that's a good memory. I like that movie. Okay, what's wrong with that movie? It's fine, but it's, I wouldn't think it's a good memory. It's, it's a fun movie. Fun. You guys are cute. But I the perfect date. Come on. Kids. Okay, okay, that's a good life. It's my mom's birthday, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, you light up my life is my vote. Easy, mine as well. Me too. You light up my Sweet. life, <laughs> and it goes on. You Now we have Loving You by Minnie Ripperton. Loving you is easy because you're beautiful. Are we doing it? Let Joel your turn. No, no. Or is it? Sorry. I like how we put our finger to our ear. That helps, right? <laughs> that whistle. Oh, versus Sky High by Jigsaw. Oh, my word. You blown it all sky high by telling me a lie. You guys just want to go falsetto now. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> You're smiling so big. <laughs> it's such a fun song to sing. It's, uh, it's a glass breaker. It is. Uh, so, uh, Loving You by Minnie Ripperton. Minnie Ripperton is actually Maya Rudolph from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And she's, well, she's going to be on that now, but it's her mom. Oh, it, wow. Yeah. Did you know they, uh, so her husband produced this song. Yeah. And so they made this song so that they could keep Maya busy. This is kind of like a lullaby for Maya. Yeah. La, la, Isn't that kind of cute? And in fact, in some versions of the song, you hear her saying Maya at the end of the song. Mm-hmm. But record the the radio stations and record producers didn't really understand it. Well, radio stations didn't understand it, So the DJs kept turning it down at the end, being like, okay, yeah. the song's over. Is that why she is the way she is? Maybe. Could huh. be. So Jigsaw song, Sky High. J- I've... <gasps> I want to sing a song. I want to sing a song. I want to sing a song. Okay. okay. <laughs> Come on. You blown it all sky high. Now I'm going to blow you sky high. I had never heard this song before, and, and I freaking love it. It's it, really good. Okay, so it is the main theme 
to oh, the movie to that The Man Sky from High. Hong Kong. No, oh. not Sky High. Uh, have the we Man seen from Hong the Kong. Man from Hong Kong. Never seen it, but I tell you what, as soon as this song started up, I'm like, this sounds like a TV intro song. If this, if this was a Bond song, this would be in my top five favorite Bond songs. This sounds like a Bond song. Yeah. And it's a really fun song. And, and it went huge in Japan, sold 500,000 copies, which was unheard of at the time. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Pretty amazing. It hit number three on Billboard, Where's Love and You got number one. Hey, Zach, hmm. do you know who's in Sky High? Who? George Lazenby. What? When? What? A 1975 action film starring George Lazenby. And it's The Man from Hong Kong. Also noticed in the U.S., released in the U.S. as The Dragon Flies. So it's like years later after he got fired from Bond. He's yeah, like, six well, years after, he's like, okay. Actually, money sounds pretty good right now. Let's make a movie. Yeah. With a great theme song. Because never happened to the other fellow. <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy a lot listening to Sky High. But? but I it's get, Loving You. I gotta get to Loving oh, You. Oh, I'm going Sky High. That song rocks. It rocks, yes. And it's only slightly different. There's number one and number three. It's slight difference. Loving you. Can it's you listen not, to the whole thing? Can't. What's the difference between number one and number three in the Olympics? Some sort of medal. I don't know. And podium height. <laughs> I'm tall. Even if I got a bronze, it would look like I won. We already voted. We already voted. Oh. Loving you. Go listen to Sky High. It's awesome. It is. Yeah, definitely go listen to Sky High by Jigsaw. That sounds so weird to say by Jigsaw. <laughs> Guys, Sky High, though, was not featured in the Nutty Professor starring Eddie Murphy. That doesn't help. But Loving yep. You was. Doesn't help. I can't believe yep. Zach didn't vote for George. Because Lassie. I got Sky yeah. High. Yeah. Because I got Sky High. Loving you moves on. Now we have Happy Days from Pratt and McLean. Sunday, Monday, Happy Days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Happy Days. Thursday, Friday, Happy Days. Happy Days. What a day. Spending a week with you. We should start a band. We should start a doo-wop band. I said the days. These happy days. A person's making our dreams come true by doing it our way. Give us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Doing it our way. Which reminds me of Wayne's World. Yeah. That's, That's the only reason That's I know. I never watched Laverne and Shirley. So this is the theme songs of Happy Days and the theme songs of Laverne and because Shirley. Joel needs a perfect matchup. Both one hit wonders. Yeah. And we uh, tell only songs. because of the TV show. Well, same way we do that with friends. Why? in our 90s yeah, I'm just, it's Same writers, both songs. What? Yeah. It's uh, Norman Gimble and Charles Fox. Yeah. Which makes sense because probably they were doing yeah. a lot of. Well, actually, for the first little bit, they didn't use this song in Happy Days. The they didn't use the song Happy Days in Happy Days. They no. used Rock Around the Clock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then this was kind of instrumental until the end. And then they for seasons three through ten or whatever they did. It's true. The real song. So Happy Days hit number seven. Making Our Dreams Come True hit number 25. But I feel like the more 70s song is Making Our Dreams Come True. That's my argument as well. Happy Days is a great song and a classic, but it does it's feel... It's a throwback. It's, it's like a 50... Yeah, 50 yes. intentionally, right? Graffiti sort of feel. Yeah. Right? Well, Ronnie Howard, yes, too. I mean, precisely. You know, makes sense. But I really like both these songs. Like me too. Guys. Like, they both but make Which me one happy. would you listen to and actually enjoy? The full thing. It's okay. weird. Happy Days... I don't know that I had ever prior to this listened to the full song. Well, that's you're used to like the short version yeah. of the, from the TV song. It's a fun short song, but and then it keeps going. But what I, my vote is making our dreams come true. It's a fun song. This is it difficult. puts me in a good mood. I'm having a hard time because both of these have that positive association. Oh sure, mm -hmm. I feel like Happy Days is more iconic. But I do like but probably does making it have dreams a saxophone more? solo. And does it become a ballad near the end? No, it doesn't. Zach, what do you <laughs> you you got a solid one in mind? Do you want to make this easy for you, Joel, or make it hard? Make it easy for me. Okay. I think that 
the more distinctly 70s song is making our dreams come true and i think it is more honestly more fun it's i more love fun. happy days but it's a more fun song so. I, I just love cindy uh, cindy greco's voice it's mm-hmm. so bubbly and it really like is. light makes you smile so I'll, I'll give the pity vote then to That's happy fine. days because okay. i think it deserves it making our dreams come true is making my dreams come true Now we have Please Come to Boston by Dave Loggins. Hey, Ramblin' Boy, now won't you settle down? Boston ain't your kind of town. Yeah, yeah. There ain't no gold and there ain't nobody like me. Ship it up to Boston! No. Okay, sorry. I'm the number one fan of the man <laughs> that, from Tennessee. But that's sing. the iconic part. Right. Versus In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry. In the, the summertime, summertime when the weather is right, you can set right up and touch the sky. In the weather time, you got women, you got women on your mind. <laughs> Guys, that actually kind of sounded good. Sounded pretty good. <laughs> no, Kent on the nose flute, Zach on the ch-ch-ch's. The bacon cell band The ch-ch-ch's. Fun fact. The bacon cell band is shaping up. It's going. Zach, <laughs> uh, what, what instrument do you play? <laughs> uh, oh, we love right. ourselves. <laughs> it's it's slap happy time. So here please come to Boston. Is one of these titles? I'm like, what the heck is that song? Yeah. But then you hear, I'm the number one fan of the man from Tennessee, and you're like, oh yeah. No bells rung for me. None. Really? No. None at all. Oh, it's classic. Although I did oh. find out that Dave Loggins is the second cousin of Kenny, Kenny Loggins. Yes. Yeah. Wondered. That was my and. Did Dave Loggins enter the atmosphere first, the studio realm? I don't know. Okay. Uh, but Did I do Dave know that, get that Kenny? Please Come to Boston was nominated for a Grammy Award, which is impressive. But I'm not voting for it. I got to vote for In the Summertime by Mungo Jerry. Or is it Rumple Teaser? I can never remember. Oh, one. wow. I do love the idea because I know it's going to lose. So I have to give some love to Please Come to Boston. I, I love it. It's a song about this guy who loves to travel and he keeps asking uh, his love. He says, hey, come visit me in L.A. Come visit me in New York or in Boston. And she gives him that message that we sing or that I sing. It's uh, come settle down. You don't belong there. I'm the number one fan and the man from Tennessee. You belong back home in Tennessee. Yeah. And it's, it's a beautiful song. It's beloved, too. It's been yes. covered by uh, Reba McIntyre, Garth Brooks, Willie Nelson. Oh, Brandy, Tori Amos, Kenny Chesney, yeah. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Like a lot of people have liked, liked this song and enjoyed the song, but I would feel, I feel like the legacy for "Please Come to Boston" is better. But in the summertime, feels like summer. That's such a good song. It's. A good I'm gonna song. give my vote for "Please Come to Boston," though I just have to because it hit number five on Billboard, and in the summertime, hit number three. So it's kind of for me. It's. Why do you keep saying that when it's like two away? One, it's two away. One, no, sometimes one we, we, have let, we have let winners be like it's number forty-seven against number five. Right, but this is our like logic is never what is totally better. You're sound. Like, uh, yeah. Bacon sale. Yes. Literally. <laughs> All right, Zach. Uh, you know I'm going in the summertime. Of course. It's so fun. And I had no concept of the other song. I don't even know what it's called anymore. It's, uh, it's called uh, Please Come to Boston. <laughs> please. <laughs> in the summertime goes on. In the summertime when the weather is high, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine. Now we have Hooked on a Feeling by Blue Suede. It's actually Blue Swede. Uh, Ooga chaga, ooga 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 chaga, ooga 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 chaga, ooga 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 chaga, ooga 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 chaga. Hooked on a feeling, hooked on a feeling, hooked on a feeling. And I am believing. I wonder which one's gonna win here. Versus another song, Joy by Apollo One Hundred. What 
is that? It's an instrumental, right? It is an instrumental. That was obviously. Joel, they just heard that. It's a rendition of Bach's Jesu Joy of Man's Desiring. So it's a classical song just sped up real quick. It's actually a lot of fun to listen to. Can you tell me about him so we can move on? Uh, he hit number six <laughs> on Billboard with this song. It was a top 30 in Australia, he, Canada. It's Apollo, 8, it's Apollo 100. It's like a group. And oh, Tom is Parker, it? apparently. Is Apollo 100 basically Mannheim Steamroller prequels? But it was, I was going to say, Joy has been featured on films such as Boogie Nights, uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. So I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> you uh, want to talk more about those, Joel? <laughs> no, just read a list and realized, nah, I don't want to talk about those. And the other one is Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, so, so is many that, is that from Guardians of the Galaxy. Any one of these. Oh, you mean uh, Hooked on a Feeling? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you going to just say no because of that? I'm a, I want to say no to it for other reasons, but I'm going to save my reasons for the no's. What about your nose? Yes. Okay. I've been the playing nose, nose flutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got Zach on the cha-cha-chas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yes, hooked on a feeling is moving on. Absolutely, hooked on a feeling. Now we have the city of New Orleans by Arlo Guthrie. Good morning, America. How are you? Say it on me. I is scandalous and like Bob Dylan. Exactly. Versus my Maria by B.W. Oh my Maria. Maria, I love you. Wow, Kent. <laughs> you oh, can Maria, run. I love you, girl. That was Enrique Iglesias oh, singing <laughs> like these guys. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Uh, so Arlo Guthrie, who sings City of New Orleans, he actually has 21 studio albums. Mm-hmm. And, but this is his only only song to hit the top 40. Did you hear the history of this song? I found it really interesting. It I was did. written by uh, Steve Goodman. And he wrote this song, had a recording of it, and he's like, well, it's not going to be super popular, so maybe I'll try to get it to another recording artist. I guess Arlo Guthrie was this guy. He saw him in a bar and said, hey, can I play you a song? And Guthrie, he said, you can play me a song if you buy me a drink, and you can only play it for as long as it takes me to drink this drink. And that's it. But as soon as you heard it, he's like, you know what? I'm doing it. And it became a number 18 hit on Billboard. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. I I did think it was like he really does sound like Bob Dylan when he's singing that. Yes. So the problem with My Maria is this song was covered in the 90s by Brooks and Dunn. And it's and a become really fun version. Iconic. And covered in the 90s by voicemail. Um, oh, okay. well, that's the okay. version I know. Wow. I'm going to vote for My Maria only because I remember it better. B.W. Stevenson, that's his, that remained in the top 40 for 12 weeks. It's a very popular song. Brooks and Dunn may have done it better. So but I'm voting for My Maria. So it's tough because City of New Orleans is, it's, it's a nice song. And it's good, but then I, I struggle with this one because I think the Brooks and Dunn one feels more memorable, maybe because it was my era. That's not the only one on this list where I actually like a cover better. Yeah. Right. Uh, Which happens. But I mean, Are, do you still like the song enough? Uh, it is similar enough to the uh, yeah. newer newer one. I think so. I, I have no concept of City of New Orleans. I still don't. Yeah. Like I've listened to it a couple of times morning, and America, no piece of it has latched onto you? my brain place. We're trying. Nope. Okay, so Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. I can be your Maria, baby. Uh, yeah, my Maria moves on. I'm Maria. Don't you know I have come a long, long way. Now we have Popcorn by Hot Butter. Oh, wow, that 
versus Got to Be Real by Cheryl Lynn. What you find out? What you feel now? What you know? To be real. To be real. 30 seconds to that, do that. That was a blow to the band. <laughs> oh, no. So Popcorn, by the way, you may not believe it, but they had five albums. I don't believe it. And they're called Hot Butter, More Hot Butter, Popcorn with Hot Butter, Moog Hits, and Popcorn. Popcorn has a very electronic sound. Like, mm-hmm. it feels very 80s to me. Yeah. Even though it was, came out in 1972. Gotta be real. It took me a while to realize what was oh, like, that's what the, the title song of was. the song. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, gotta be real by Cheryl Lynn. I thought you were just like, I gotta be real, guys. I gotta be real with you guys. Uh, <laughs> but get this. Ray Parker Jr. is Sued the session Huey guitarist. The oh. he <laughs> no, did. Well, he's, he's the guitarist, guitarist in, in It Got To Be Real. Does really? that give it more credibility? A little bit. Ray Parker Jr.'s on it. So Get To Be Real was number 12. Popcorn was number 9. Yeah. But it's a very Euro trash hit. because it was number, uh, Popcorn, obviously. Uh, number one in France for four weeks. Ten weeks in Switzerland. I sold a million copies over in Europe alone. I mean, some of Zach's generation might recognize that Crazy Frog did a cover of it in... <laughs> 2005. It's just to mean Zach. <laughs> what Kid, about Crazy Frog? Kids love Crazy Frog. <laughs> and Gummy Bear? What What covered? What? Popcorn. Crazy Frog did, did popcorn. No. That's the cover you go to? No. Joel, Muse covered this song. They covered the popcorn? The Muse version of popcorn is amazing. If you haven't I heard don't it, know I'll if be I've heard playing it. for you later. It's, a, it's great. It's popcorn. I mean, it is what it is. No, it's, it's good popcorn with the guitar. All right, vote, gentlemen. So a real song versus popcorn. I'm voting got to be real because that sounds 70s. Popcorn sounds 80s. Okay, okay, okay. If we're going by our logic, what sounds 70s? That's part of it. Get to be real does sound like the R&B of the 70s. It's performance. It's not as fun to sing, obviously. It's personal preference. It's pretty fun, though. And we did kind of butcher it. We kind of owe it one. (laughs) We owe every single song ever. (laughs) Why are you overthinking this? Okay, get to be real. Yeah, I agree. Got to be real moves on. Now we have Turn the Beat Around by Vicky Sue Robinson. Turn the beat around. Love to hear compression. Versus. Wow, we actually stopped singing. We could have kept going. Versus The Hustle. Do the hustle. Do it. Do it. Why is the emperor in the room here? At the beginning of the song, it says do it like three times. It does, but it's not that evil. Do it. Sorry, I cut you off there, Zach. I was just so excited to do the hustle. Which apparently there was a whole dance that went along with Do the Hustle. My parents were telling me all about it. Fun fact. I hate the hustle. I hate it. This song is so annoying. Yeah, it's not fun to me. I wasn't born in this era. Popcorn was? Yeah, actually, yes. It's like three times as long as But I will say this against Turn the Beat Around. I remember the Gloria Stefan version more than this one. And that's the one one. I like better. They're very, very similar. Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, sat down, down, Precisely. So Turn the Beat Around got number 10 on Billboard. The Hustle hit number one, sold over a million copies. It's very memorable. It's a bigger deal. (sighs) It is a bigger deal. I just, I find it annoying. Turn the Beat Around, by the way, written by Peter Jackson. Not that that one. (laughs) Is that why there's an extended version in three of them? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh. See, I really like Turn the Beat Around, but it's not Vicky Sue Robinson's version that I prefer. I prefer Gloria Stefan. Yeah, as a song, I think Turn the Beat Around is a better song. And the syncopated rhythm. On the drums. Hey, yeah. uh, I think the hustle's annoying. 
It is, but it's so 70s. Like, you hear the hustle. You, you say s- that like it's a good thing, Joel. But that's the whole point of the 70s one-hit wonder bracket. But you Man. hear the hustle, you see bell-bottoms it's in kitchen, your head. right? Yeah. But turn the you beat around is not. Like, just because the, well, they're the both, hustle. They're both disco hits. They are. Like, you can't take that away from it. But to me, this is like, this is the line dance song. Like, do you really want to listen to, I don't know, whatever It's like, I just did nowadays. the YMCA. My arms are tired, yep. and I need to slow it down. Which song do I prefer? The uh, Turn the Beat Around. Which song do I think is more 70s? The Hustle. So I'm voting for The Hustle. Zach? I am voting for Turn the Beat Around. Zach, I'm sorry. I'm going against my heart here. Mm. I'm going with The Hustle even though I hate the song. <laughs> it, it is a number one hit. And it is definitely, it belongs on a one hit wonder like trashy bracket. Okay. If yeah. you're putting it, then next week I want you to do The Hustle for me. Deal. Dum, We're gonna, dum, you're going to just dum, teach dum, me. It, okay. And once yep. again, this is number one on the Billboard chart versus number 10 on the Billboard chart. There is a stark difference there. There is. There is. I really hate it. That's not that many numbers, Joel. It's enough numbers. Uh, okay. The hustle goes on. Do the hustle. Do the hustle. Now we have Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. Chapin. And the cats in, in the, the cradle, cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> Little boy blue in the man. Hey guys, I gotta go. I need to go play catch with my dad. When you're home, son, I don't know when. We'll get together guys, then. Dad. So this, that, I was going to say that, well, get the other song yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. Versus, sunset. Versus I've Never Been to Me by Charlene. I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, okay, wow. Cats in the Cradle is, is uh, by Harry Chapman is a song about a dad who's not making time for his son because mm. he's working. Then his son grows up and the son doesn't have time for the father. It is a heartbreaker. It kills me. And I'll tell you what, you idiots. What? I was like, neglecting my kids trying to do research for this show. <laughs> oh, and then I started listening to this song Wait, as part of the research. For you neglecting your kids. Yeah, because I was I had to do research for this show. And so like, dad, dad, come help me with this. And I'm like, I can't. I've got to do this research. Dad, I'm catching the on cradle. The swing? <laughs> we'll, we'll get together soon, son. It hurt my heart. You know we'll have a good time then. And yes, I did get emotional listening to Cats in the Cradle. Uh, so, yeah, well, I had been, uh, I don't know, a stepdad for like two days. And then mm. I'm now listening to this oh, song. Read them. I love you forever. No. Oh, that'll get yeah. you too. No. Uh, so I've never been to me is a song I didn't know at all. Sung by Charlene. Didn't dude, really chart super high. This one trended uh, number 97. Yeah, 97. But it was hit number three when it was re-released in 1982. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, this kind song, of funny. This song but it's, it's, what movie was it in then? Uh, Shrek the Third. <laughs> And Paul, Bla- and Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so, and kids these days love Shrek. But, but it's, it's a very interesting song, though, because it, you think she would want to travel, right? She has a, a basic family that, you know, she's like, oh, I could go to all these places. But the song is about, I've been advice. to these places. Yeah. If I could talk to myself back in the day, I'm going to give you the advice that she's I She's experienced things that a woman not supposed to see. But you know what the truth is? It's that little baby you're holding. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the man you fought with this morning. The same one you, you're going to kiss on tonight. I kiss on. Nope. <laughs> That's, not nope. That's truth. That's love. It's a, I said kiss on. You it's did. family friendly. Yeah, I know. But the funny thing about it is that she does this song, and it's, it's very kind of a sappy song. Yes. But then she drops this speech in the middle of it. Where it's just like, do you know what paradise is? Hmm. It's a lie. A fantasy we created about people <laughs> and places as we'd like them to be. And then she goes, and that you know what truth is. And it's I- basically saying... Don't go out and, and live that hedonistic lifestyle. Stay home. Visit be with your family. You. Be happy. Yes. Find yourself. This took me on a journey that I hadn't seen since I last listened to Oop Hit Em Up Style for that last bracket <laughs> that we did. This took me on a trip. This song is... I have listened to it three times through today. 
It's Into something. Paradise. Why hit him up style? Because that took me on an emotional he journey. So these are both kind of tearjerkers, though. It's just kind of the emotional This is song. an emotional yeah, thing. But Cats in the Cradle moves on, though. Does it? Clean. Sweet. I haven't even listened to it all the way through. Uh, number one versus number 97. Uh, I listened to Never Been to Me three times today. Me and my coworkers love. But back in the day, we loved listening to I Never Been to Me and laughed our heads off listening uh-huh. to it. But I got to vote cats in the cradle. There's no I possible way. You can't. Have we have to. It's I'm so sorry, Charlene, because... G- give it some Charlene. Love. I would say first name basis, but that's the only that's name. That's the only name we have. Yeah. Charlene uh, Smith. <laughs> Probably. Charlene Coleman. Coleman. Carl- it's Charlene Zendaya, actually. Is her last <laughs> name. Honestly, check this song out. It's, it's, it's a fun song. It's a trip. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's but bizarre. It's and it's cats, got a good message. Cats in the cradle. And the cats in the cradle and the Now we have Dancing in the Moonlight by King Harvest. Dancing in the moonlight, everybody's feeling warm and bright. It's such a fine and natural sight. Everybody's dancing in the moonlight. Oh, pretty decent harmony. Except I forgot the words. Sorry about that. Versus Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon. Ow! Werewolves of London. So, get it? Moonlight, werewolves. I, I see you, Joel. The funny thing about... You, see <laughs> you got that one. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. The funny thing about Dancing in the Moonlight is that I recognized it, mm-hmm. but not this version. The top loader version that's in A Walk to Remember. No, not in A Walk to Remember. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was actually... <laughs> so a, adamant. <laughs> not it was, that movie. No, the, the top loader is the band that covered this song. Mm-hmm. Better. And it was a multi-platinum hit in the UK in 2000 when I was living in Europe. Yes. yes. And so that's why I was like, that's why it sounds I was so in Australia and it was really popular, which the remake wasn't super popular here, though. Mm-mm, not here in the US. But, but like listening to Dancing in the Moonlight, I'm like, oh, I love this song. This is great. And then it kept going. I'm like, I'm not having as much fun as I usually do. And I didn't realize. I think it's Zach, are you, really... say, are you saying you got angry at the song? No. Would, would you say that you wanted to beat up the person that wrote it after a while? Uh, don't How say yes. How dare you? Don't say yes. How dare you, Zach? Don't say yes. Because he wrote the song in what? 1969 when what? he was recovering from a vicious attack by a gang. <laughs> He was attacked. The, the Saint Lacroix gang. Yeah, he, he got attacked by this yeah, gang. Saint Croix. Lacroix. La yeah, like Saint the, Croix. Flavor, the flavorless soda. They poured it all over him. <laughs> no, this poor guy. He actually got he got jumped and he got beat up and then he was envisioning this world of of, of dream and of happiness, an opposite of the world he was living. And so he wrote this song during that time. You want to know what's worse than that? Getting covered in Kid Rock's All Summer Long, which Werewolves of mm. London was. Bum, hey, bum, Ken bum, Zach. Bum. Knock knock. Who's there? Ah. Ah, uh, who? Werewolves of London. <laughs> <laughs> I walked into it and I'm still happy. Uh, so Werewolves of London was based on the 1935 movie Werewolf of London. Start as a joke. Thanks to my friend, for uh, Jessica, for sharing me that joke. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> and so Phil Everly from the Everly Brothers told Warren Seven, you should make a dance song about that 1935 movie. So Which start I've as seen. a joke. I, I watched Werewolves of London back in 1935. You can hear it. that old. You can hear it in the lyrics, too. I yeah. mean, it's all about that movie. Oh, they're just goofing around there. And he mentioned, he actually mentioned an actual Chinese restaurant. Like, he mentions the restaurant by name. It's now closed. So but. I don't I don't know your votes, but I'm going to say this. Dancing in the Moonlight hit number 13. Werewolves of London, number 21. I voted mm. for Werewolves of London. It's on my Halloween playlist. I, I do enjoy it, even though it's this random, ridiculous song. And like I said, the the King Harvest version of Dancing in the Moonlight isn't my preferred version. Oh, I love it. Although apparently Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem covered it for uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion that just came out. Okay. What? 
Yeah, where was in London or Dancing no, no, in the Dancing Moonlight? Moonlight. I, I feel what? like I feel like I know where Zach's going to vote on this, but I have to go with Dancing in the Moonlight. I think it's a beautiful and S E X Y song, so I'm going to go you with can that say one. Sexy. Oh, Dancing in the Moonlight. Really? For sure. Really? I am what? shocked. I yeah. just grayed out Dancing in the Moonlight. <laughs> Jerks. It's Dancing in the Moonlight. You can't get rid of Werewolves of yeah. London. Werewolves of London is such a kitschy song. It is. It is. It's such a kitschy song. I this is so many This is good listening. Dancing. Well, rattle him off, buddy. He's, he ain't coming back. No, it's You're okay. biased by the recent October. You just got rid of a yes. Fleetwood Mac song, Javi Nozak. What? Mick Fleetwood and John McVie are on drums and bass in Werewolves of London. I mean, and you just hated on them. I've you made, hated all over them. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Dancing in the Moonlight moves on. Woo! Dancing in the Moonlight. Everybody's breathing warm and bright. It's such a light. Now we have Brandy, You're a Fine Girl by Looking Glass. Brandy, you're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. Versus Ring My Bell by Anita Ward. Ring my bell. Ring my bell. <laughs> Poor Anita Ward. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Uh, peaked at number one. Is this in a movie? As did Ring My Bell. Yes, that is actually in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Brandy. Brandy is. It's, okay. It's at the beginning. Basically, if there's a '70s collection of music, it's, it's been in Guardians in, of the Galaxy. Basically, well, Volume Two is not as good as. But volume Brandy, one. you're a fine girl. Tells uh, the, tells the tale of a barmaid in a busy seaport in a harbor town, which serves a hundred ships a day. Though lonely sailors flirt with her, she pines for one who has long since left her because he claimed his life, his love, and his lady was the sea. Oh. Well, ring my bell is about calling someone a woman encouraging her partner to relax with her after a hard day at work this is actually i was gonna say ring my bell was originally written for an 11 year old singer called stacy Lattisaw, mm-hmm. who was a teeny bopper and it was about a song about kids talking on the telephone yeah so huh. interesting Boo! so both at number one that's pretty interesting sound like we're a night at the roxbury Boo! uh so just to make this quick i'm gonna go ring my bell uh not the eight minute version but the three minute version Ooh, one of these songs is in water boy and the other is brandy uh, fun uh, fact, Barry Manilow's Mandy mm-hmm. was originally called Brandy oh, because Brandy, Brandy was so popular, he had he changed the name to Mandy so they wouldn't get confused with one another. In my, interesting. In my brain, I kept thinking about Mandy, that, that song. Yeah. A song that I like better. She came and she gave without taking. Mm, what do you think, Joel? Boo! Yeah. Ring and phone for Ring My Bell. Ring My Bell as well. Yep. Ring My Bell goes on. Now we have One Toke Over the Line by Brewer and Shipley. Sitting downtown in a railway station. Looking for some afternoon line. Delight. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Versus American Pie by Don McLean. My, my, this Anakin guy. Maybe Vader someday later. Now he's just a small fry. And he left Save for our Weird Al show. Save for our Weird Al show. Saying, Uh, soon I'm going to be a Jedi. So One Toke Over the Line is kind of very uh very 70s what do you mean not what is very, it about it's not very bacon tail because this is what mike brewer says about the song go on one day we were pretty much chilling <laughs> and all they were throwing stones and tom says man i'm like one took over the line tonight i like the way that sounded and so i wrote a song about it yeah that's what it's about versus Spiro- the other song which is an epic yeah spiro agnew uh the vice president at the time was very uh against this song and mm-hmm. his promotion of uh, marijuana use. So he, he 
fought against it, which actually made it kind of popular because it was now a well, and it was yeah. it was banned in the Bible Belt as well for yeah. biblical references. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I actually I wasn't a big fan of One Took Over the Land to be honest. When I read when I listened to it, I was like, uh. well, it's folksy and it's catchy, but Is there's just though? nothing to it. So, but I'm an American pop. Yeah, because the harmony works for the song. But you're like, oh, this is as simple as you can get. Yeah. But so, we're talking about it, even though it did hit number 10 on Billboard, because it's going away. Yeah. And people will say Don McLean isn't a one-hit wonder. And I'm like, uh, this is his like it's really the biggest hit. Yeah. The biggest hit he had and the one he's iconically associated with. So we decided to keep him in there. American Pie goes on. Yep. So bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Now we have My Sharona by The Knack. Ooh, my little pretty one, my pretty pretty one. one. When you gonna gonna give me some some time, Sharona? Versus Brother Louie by Stories. Louie, 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 Louie. Oh, babe. Oh, we gotta go. Nope. Nope. That's 60s. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to talk like you. Nope. That's King Louis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So, yes, we got My Sharona by The Knack, Brother Louis by The Stories. And I really do enjoy My Sharona, not just because it was covered by Weird Al Yankovic as My Bologna, um, which, yeah, mm-hmm. Weird Al Yankovic sent two in a row. Two yep. in a row, Weird okay, Al. Okay. Okay. Do we have to do a Weird Al show? <laughs> yes. Mm. Eventually. We did, a, Louis, we did a rush show, Zach. Brother Louie did hit number one on Billboard, sold a million copies. It's a cover, though. It came out six months after the original by Hot Chocolate. That's so yeah. weird when that happens. Well, yeah. it, and also, this is a funny one. popular in the UK, and they're like, we'll bring it to the popularity States. killed the band. Yes. Because this song became really popular, this cover song. And the band, basically, the lead singer was like, well, we hit a big hit that did not represent who we were or what direction we wanted to go in. So they kind of backed off and became a completely different band. And then it, broke I out. call it the classic cardigan story. They did that Love Fool song. And everyone yeah. wanted that. Yeah. Poor Cardigans. So yeah. Ian <laughs> Classic like Cardigan it. story. <laughs> Classic Ian Lloyd cardigan. didn't like this song, Taking Over the Life, and I don't want to take over the bracket. I'm voting for my Sharona. I'm voting for your Sharona as well. Oh, thank you. I don't like my Sharona, but it's an easy pick here. Mm-hmm. You don't like yeah. it? No, I don't. What is wrong with I mean, it? I mean, it's an easy pick. Now we have Why Can't We Live Together by Timmy Thomas, which is, I know when that hotline bling. No, it's not. not me me one thing. Don't do that. Tell me why, tell me why, tell me a sweet little lies. No, that's not right either. Can't we live Guys, together? Guys, we have to do the song, song justice. <laughs> nope. Versus Ooh Child by the Five Star Stair Steps. Ooh Child, things are gonna get easier. Hey, guys, stop the dance fight, please. Dance off, bro. Don't, get no brighter. dance fight. Is higher. That is also... <laughs> it's, I, was say, I thought I was bad changes. at lyrics. Uh, yes, that also was in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the dance-off scene. Duh. Why Can't We Live Together? It's kind of an interesting song. Like It's recorded yeah. in mono, which was, you know, kind of... Well, it's a stripped-down bossa nova song. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know that setting on your electronic keyboard? I like that setting. Well, it's funny because when, when I listened, when I saw the title, Why Can't We Live Together? I'm like, oh, here we go again. Another 70s song about... People living together, mm-hmm. like in an apartment together. And uh, it's no, like, oh, just no. in this <laughs> existing no. story. But that's what it is. The song's an anti-war message. Basically, yeah. uh, why can't we get along? Why can't we be friends? It's weird because the song feels like white noise to me. I can't recall it. I listened to it about five, six times. But apparently Drake did because it is. He sampled it for Hotline Bling. Oh. Did Why Can't We Live Together chart on Billboard? It hit number one on the R&B chart. I don't think it charted it on the Hot It sold a lot of copies, though. I have, I have here from Wikipedia, two million copies. That's a lot of copies, right? Because, Whereas, because of the internet and all the Drake songs, I whenever I listen to this, I just hear the Wii music theme. 
Anyway, go on. Ooh, child's my vote. Oh, yeah. One song is Ether. I want to put it through just because of Drake. I like Hotline Bling. I don't. Okay, Ooh, child goes on. It can only mean one thing. Now I have I Can't Stand the Rain by Eruption. I can't stand the rain. Can't stand the rain. That's it. That's right. That's right. Versus Magic by Pilot. Oh, 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 it's magic. You know. Is Adam Sandler Never believe it's not so. Adam Sandler movie. Like all of them. It's in Happy Gilmore. Oh, okay. Yeah. The good one. It's also I, relating to Zach again, because we're very far from yeah, this decade. It's true. Selena Thank Gomez you. covered this for Wizards of Waze Really Place. <laughs> Joel, I hate you. Um, Shrek. Wizards of Waze Really Shrek, Place. you had me at Shrek. Yeah. That was good. That was a good call. Uh, this one to me, though, the Oh, Oh, It's Magic. I'm pretty sure like this oh, was back in the oh, days when you would oh, have to like man. dial collect or whatever. And it was like you'd have to. There was some dial zero twice like pay phone it's like a 1-800 collect commercial yes, what are you talking something about like that something okay. like 1-800 collect there was another one that was oh oh then this was the ad for it this That's song, all i think about this song always reminds me of those late night infomercials when you'd see the the names come up and they're, they're highlighted, highlighted the and then magic would come up i'm like yeah. I'm, I'm eight and i like that song oh, it's yeah. i can't stand the rain has been sampled a lot oh, in yeah. um, a lot of mo- modern rap songs tina uh, turner did a cover of it as yes. well it hit number 18 oh, on Billboard. Is that good? I would imagine that's good. Oh, it's yeah, probably pretty probably. good. The Tina Turner version? It, and it did hit number one in Belgium and Australia. It's also a disco cover of a song by Ann Peebles from 1973. And I say this just because Magic, Magic is a is, fun song. That song kind of feels timeless. It's funny because it sounds like a classic rock like riff at the beginning. And then it goes right into like a progressive song. I thought it was done by the Cars. Got to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so does it, uh-oh, it's but magic. Like, even this one kind of does sound a little bit like a car song. It kind of does. Magic moves on. Oh, 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 it's magic. You know. Now we have Mr. Big Stuff by Gene Knight. Mr. Big Stuff. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? I sound like Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? I'm oh, loving this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get ready for more of that. <laughs> All right. Versus Sweet City Woman by the Stampeders. Sweet, sweet city woman. With the banjo. Yep. All right. So Mr. Big Stuff hit number two on Billboard. Sweet mm-hmm. City Woman. Number oh, number eight in the U.S. Number eight. Number one in Canada. Yeah. If that counts. Well, in that Where are we recording this show today? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All of our 54 listeners in Canada. Mr. Big Stuff went double platinum and was the number one soul single of the year. And it's about, uh, it's a narrator talking about this guy, an egotistical man named Mr. Big Stuff, who owns rich cars and fancy clothes and he breaks girls' hearts. Whereas uh, Sweet City Women appeared in Better Call Saul and Little Nicky <laughs> and has won numerous Juno Awards. Juno Awards. Yeah, in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the banjo is the primary instrument. It's a, it's a, it's a not a bad song. I actually do enjoy "Sweet City Woman," it's but like it's kind of forgettable. Not like a good song, but Mister Big Stuff. I don't like. Who do you think I don't like of? either song. Oh, yeah. But I like the riff of Mister Big Stuff. Everclear used it like twenty years ago. Did they for AM radio? Oh, and it's it's really quite good. Yeah. So for that, it is more memorable to me. So I'm gonna go Mister Big Stuff. Okay. Well, for me, I would also go Mister Big Stuff. Mister Big Stuff goes on. The big stuff. And now we have Born to be Alive by Patrick Hernandez. Born! Born to be alive! Born, Born to, to be, be alive. 
Guess wow. we are born. Wow. Born. Born. That's my job. Oh, yeah. Born to be alive. <laughs> Versus Black Betty by Ram Jam. Whoa, Black Betty. Panda Lamp. Whoa, Black Betty. Panda Lamp. Whoa, Black Betty. Panda Lamp. Panda Lamp or Panda Lamp? Panda Lamp. What are you saying? It's Panda Lamp. Oh, man. These. This is difficult because... Flannel Jams. Born to be Alive is a song I've actually liked for a long time. Black Betty was one that I started listening to. Like I listened to the show and it kind of reminded me, oh, yes, yes, yes. I love this song. And it, I think it was in Dukes of Hazard years ago. Yes, it was, yeah. And for some reason, that's a fun song. That's one that should be it, on Rock Hero if it isn't already. It's truly a timeless song. Uh, Black Betty was actually written in 19... 19- Wait, Black Betty's a Black timeless Betty, song? Black Betty, I feel. Because it hasn't aged well. Oh, you don't think so? Well, I think it's just as much a banger as it always has it's been. It's a banger, but it's content I'm talking well, about. Oh, do you know what actually it's about? There's a couple different theories. A bottle of whiskey. Some people say that. I, some most people, people say it's a bottle of whiskey. Pe- some people say it's a bottle of whiskey. Some people say it's a whip. Some people say it's a, a transfer wagon, a penitentiary, a, mm-hmm. a thing, vehicle to take people to jail. Whatever yeah. the worst version of that is, it's never true. It's about a cute panda lamp. <laughs> Whoa, Black Black Betty. Betty. Panda Lamp. <laughs> See, you get it. But boy, so, oh man. Born to be alive hit number 16, and Black Betty was 18. So, really close. They're very similar. And uh, it's funny because Patrick Hernandez, he's a French singer. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. his, I think his, pal- his parents were Italian and Spanish, and he's a French singer. He's raised in France. Okay. Yeah. But this song, I know because of Vegas Vacation. Yeah, I heard it in Vegas wow. Vacation, which there's not a lot of good to come out of Vegas Vacation. That's there's like the there's four, a couple good things. Yeah. fourth or fifth. It's Chevy Chase vacation movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in order or in ranking? Oh, it's either it for the either. National Lampoon show. Ooh. Mm, nope. nope. <laughs> but Joel's, this one, th- that would be so The music for video Joel. for Born to be Alive cracks me up because yeah. just this guy. I watched that because of you. Yeah. With yes. a cane thinking he's so cool and just singing to the camera and mugging for the camera. It cracks me Born every time. Born to be alive. I do. I think Black Betty is a very cool song. Like, Born to be Alive is disco. Mm-hmm. Black Betty's more rock. Yes. And so this is a difficult decision for me. Where are you guys leaning? Black Betty. Black Betty. It's I'll pretty easy. Born to be Alive. Yeah. Black Betty goes home. Now it's Baker Street versus Gary Rafferty. Oh, this song. Winding your way down on Baker no, it's, Street. It's nothing about the lyrics. Light in your head it's and about the saxophone riff. Another it's, crazy. Yeah, day. totally. There it is. <laughs> Why does it sound like seagulls now? <laughs> <laughs> Scuttle. It sounds like a, a panda lamp. <laughs> panda lamp versus Rock the Boat by Hughes Corporation. Rock the boat. Don't rock, rock the, the boat, boat, baby. Rock, rock the boat. Don't tip, tip the boat over. <laughs> so look, Baker Street, I kid you not. I, I saw that on a, on a couple different lists of mm-hmm. one-hit wonders, and I was like, fine, we'll put it on there. It's you know got a lot of people like it. I don't know what this song is. I turn on the song. I'm not knowing what song this is for like the first little bit, because it's and like, then, whatever. And, that and then the saxophone hits. kicked in, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm listening to Dave Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> it's your it daily the, money mic over. The second most familiar saxophone solo it in is, music. Mm, yeah. Save for our saxophone <laughs> solo show. <laughs> That's what you're going with? <laughs> um, who could it be now? Okay, no. guys, sex, save our sex. It's S E X Y sax. And then Rock the Boat was a, a song I actually saw. It was a stage production, and they did this song, and I was like, that's such a fun song. And it is. And it's performed at wedding part at wedding parties, weddings and birthday parties. And apparently, there's a whole dance where you sit down and like act like you're rowing a boat to the tune of the song, mm-hmm. which sounds fun. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. <laughs> Sitting down to dance sounds fun. <laughs> Do you know what's on that floor? 
So yeah, I, I have here true. that Rock the Boat hit number 63 on Billboard when it released, and then it actually got more popular over time. It kind of became a, this cult hit, uh, whereas Baker Street hit number two on Billboard, stay there for six weeks. So there's more popularity on this side. I don't like Rock the Boat. I find it kind of a tacky song. Oh, it's fine. I find it kind of tacky. Yeah. Um, you as well. You're a snob as well. No, Rock the Boat's fun. Baker Street is six minutes long. It is a long song, and it's oh, only the sax- beauty. Only the saxophone. Like he starts singing, and I'm like bored now. And no. then the saxophone comes. Uh, I'm like, it's there pretty. it is. Winding nope, your way down not. on Baker Street. Yes, it nope. is. No. Nope. What are you doing I'm, here? I'm rocking the boat. You can't rock the boat. It doesn't even compare as far as Billboard. I don't care. Oh, thirty-four percent personal taste. Seventy-three <laughs> percent. That might as well be a well hundred. But I'm voting for Baker Street as well. Oh, that, you, that riff, Thank you. That riff really did. That was one of the coolest moments of this research when I was like, I don't know this. Oh, there it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> an amazing moment right there. It was really fun for me. Uh, but Rock the Boat, by the way, is one of the considered the earliest disco songs. In fact, some people say it's the first disco song to hit number one ever. Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Baker Street goes on. Now we have Rock On by David Essex. Blue hey, jean, oh, baby jean. Prettiest girl I ever seen. She'll shake on the movie screen. Jimmy Dean. James Dean. Rock On. Uh, <laughs> what a weird song. <laughs> it's so weird. Versus Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes by Edison Lighthouse. Because love grows where, where my, my rosemary, rosemary goes and nobody knows like me. Sounds like my buddy. David Essex, by the way, people are like, oh, he's not a one-hit wonder. If they're saying that, they're probably from the UK because he was huge in the UK. The guy has 26 albums. But Rock On is his only big hit here in the US. Is this the version you know? Well, funny you should ask that, Kent, because mm-hmm. yeah. this song... What more popular band did this ...has song? the distinction not a more popular of band. being on not one, but two Bacon Cell one-hit wonder brackets. Because Michael Damien's 1989 cover version was on an episode 181 terminal of the 80s one-hit wonders. Uh-oh. So rock on Uh-oh. has in two in what? I mean, is that okay? It's different artists. All right, Michael Damien from Young and the Restless. He hit number one at that one. The original by David Essex hit number five. Mm-hmm. So the cover did much better. But also, Love Grows got number five on Billboard as well. Yeah, so, that's so they a tie. both five. This is a tie on that. I I just and uh, Love Grows where my rosemary grows was actually in Shallow Hal and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, well, referencing oh, Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs for sure. It's. Yeah, well, it's definitely in Shallow Hell. That's actually yeah, how her I name know is it. Rosemary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing I love about Love Grows is it's the first hit single of the seventies. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Kinda counting, cool. not counting the rollovers from the yeah, sixty nine. From yeah. the sixty nine. Yes. Yeah. But no, I'm voting for Rock On because I can't, I can't remember Love Grows for my Rosemary Grows. Jimmy nor can I even say the title. Zach, uh, Love Grows for me. I'm going to put it to you, Kent. Me too, because Rock On feels more eighties. No. Oh, because of Michael Damien's version. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, da- sorry, David. All right, choose schmaltz over rock. I like schmaltz for the record. Love grows, goes on. Now we have Fooled Around and Fell in Love by Elvin Vision. Fooled Around and Fell in Love. That was the wrong note on me. I'm sorry. That's better. Fell in love. Listen to Zach. He's better. No, no, no. And then... Afternoon Delight by Starlin Vocal Band. Gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight, gonna Gonna grab grab some some afternoon delight. I feel like I'm karaoke. Sky rockets in flight. (laughs) Boom! Afternoon Afternoon delight. delight. (laughs) 
I felt like Afternoon Delight. We just was, wanted you to sing that song by Afternoon yourself, Afternoon Delight is one of those songs that I think Arrested Development captured it perfectly. Totally. When uh, Michael and his, his, his niece, maybe, <laughs> are singing the song at a karaoke Cousin. bar. Cousin, no, Michael, his niece. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking George Michael. No, no, not George Michael. The singer-songwriter. Uh, <laughs> but confused. they're singing the song at karaoke, this uncle and his niece. And then they suddenly realize midway through, this is kind of a dirty song. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone kind of feels episode, that yeah. way. But it's got such good harmonies in that. So Fooled Around and Fell in Love by Elvin Bishop. He wrote it. He played in it. He actually didn't sing the song. He invited no. uh, Mickey Thomas to sing it. Well, because uh, Elvin Bishop had kind of a gravelly yeah. voice, and he wanted Mickey Thomas, who became uh, Jefferson Starship. Because Starship. of this collaboration. Yeah, because of this collaboration, because of this song, he became the lead singer of, Star- of Jefferson Starship. So the, this... Uh, well, that's kind of and weird. I know it. I know it from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, you don't know it from Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo Bay or Handsome, a Netflix mystery movie? No, but I may no. know it from Big Daddy, The Devil's Rejects, The Family Stone, or Invincible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so it's been a lot of movies fooled around and fell in love has. Afternoon Delight is just kind of its own thing, and that's why I'm voting for it, because it is very 70s, even though I don't want to go into further discussions about this it's song. It's a powerhouse. It is. It's an anchor, man. It is honestly sure made one very, of the best parts of the very movie. Very popular by those four guys singing it, and they so much so that like when they were doing press for Anchorman two, they would just sing that song. Yeah, so yeah, I'm easily voting for Afternoon Delight here. Okay. And now we have play that funky music. Play that funky music, white boy. Play that funky music, right? Okay. First, lay it down and boogie. Play that funky music till you die. Okay, versus Radar Love by Golden Earring. We've got a thing that's called Radar Love. We've got a wave in the air. Radar Love. Cool. What facts, I don't remember what it. facts you got about that song? <laughs> it's number it's a 13 Dutch band. on Billboard. Mm-hmm. Top 10 song in eight countries. The, okay, so Golden Earring, uh, once again, if people are saying you're not Wonder Wonder, you must be from the Netherlands because that's where he had all his hits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, our two it, downloads in the But Radar Love is one of those weird songs where it's about a trucker's death. Yeah. Where it's about this trucker and his his woman who have this radar love where they can sense each other's love and he senses that she needs him so he drives fast and wrecks his car and then even though they're dead they still have radar love. <laughs> it's voted as one of the top three driving songs of all time because <laughs> it says it's talking about driving. It's a, literally about driving. But it's been covered more than five hundred times and it was in Baby Driver. Yep. So there you go. It's Ken. honestly it's pretty rocking. It's just not very memorable. One. Ken's uh, obviously voting for this one. I'm going to go with Play That Funky Music, White Boy. As will I. That was easy. Now we have one tin soldier from the original cast. Go ahead and hate Hate your your neighbor. neighbor. Go Go ahead ahead and cheat a friend. Do it in the name of heaven. You can justify it in the end. Wow. Versus Cruel to be Kind by Nick Lowe. Cruel to be kind in the right measure. Cruel to be kind. It's a very good sign. So Coven is one of those weird. It's not actually Coven, but it is Coven because Coven was kind of a hard rock devilish band, shall Mm -hmm. we say? In fact, many people say that they are the ones who introduced the sign of the horns for rock was Coven. Yeah, like they're heavy rock. 
But then uh, the singer Jinx Dawson, she wrote this song for the uh, for the soundtrack of a movie called Billy Jack. And then when she when they were going to credit her, she says, "Put the name Coven, not just me, on there as a solo artist. I want the Coven on there." But it doesn't fit a lot of their other songs. But then you get "Cruel to Be Kind" by Nick Lowe, which we uh, talked about letters to Cleo before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on some some it was on some movie that's not that, that great amazing of a movie with the number ten in it. But uh, that one is kind of funny because it's his one of his most well known songs in the U.S. But yes. he had a ton of hits in the U.K. To me, it feels like like a two thousands indie hit a little bit. Uh, "Cruel to Be Kind," "Letters to Cleo." Well, Letters Cleo, but Cruel to Be Kind by Nick Lowe, even his version. Ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy it. The music video is actually kind of fun because it's, I, I, I was doing research on it. I still don't know exactly where the line between fiction and reality blur mm-hmm. because he basically filmed his own wedding and that's the music video. And then they kind of did this fictional kind of stuff that happens during the music video. Yeah. And I'm like, did he do that so he can get like a tax break or something? Because it's like, oh yeah, my wedding. It's in my music video. It's paid for. Yeah. I don't know. Whereas like One Tin Soldier, I, I really like the story. It's basically, they wrote like this Lord of the Rings type story where yeah. there's these two tribes and it's a mountain kingdom yeah. and the valley people and they fight to the death uh, trying to get this, this stone and the uh, conquerors take the stone and they turn it over and it says, peace on earth on the bottom and they just killed their neighbors. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, and actually, the version I know of One Tin Soldier, the one that kind of introduced me to that song was by Me First and the Gimme yeah, Gimme's. that's it. So much fun. Yeah. More fun? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, more fun. Yeah, more fun. But it, mm, but okay, so I like this. I like the letters to Cleo version more, and I like the me first gimme gimme's version more. Yeah. So yeah. Zach, why don't you go first since we can't decide? I have no clue. So if you guys need to decide together. I have more history with Wenton Soldier. And I'm gonna pick Cruel to Be Kind. Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh come. Cruel, cruel to be kind. Okay. Yeah, between the two. You gotta be cruel to be kind in the right measure. Cruel to be kind. All right, now we have The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia by Vicki Lawrence. That's the, the night, night the lights, lights went out in Georgia. Georgia. That's a night they've hung in a... Well, okay. Uh, versus Precious and Few by Climax. Precious, Precious and Few are the moments we two can share. That was a, beautiful. This is a precious tender. song. That was Thank a precious you. rendition. The thing about the night, the, the night the Lights Went Out in Georgia is, first of all, it's hard to put that on our bracket because it makes it very small type. Indeed. Uh, it's also sung by Vicki Lawrence, which if you don't know who Vicki Lawrence is, she was on the Carol Burnett show. She's she was Mama hilarious. from Mama's Family. Yeah, she's hilarious. And she did this during her run on uh, the, the Carol Burnett show. Mm-hmm. And it I was mean, funny. smart. Her stock was highest. Well, the funny thing was like the her, her husband, Bobby Russell, he was going to record the song, but they, they couldn't get anyone to record it. They tried to get Cher to do it. But their Sonny Bono said, no, Cher can't record it. Yeah. So then they finally said, all right, well, let's just write, let's do a track here with Vicky singing it, you know, my wife. And then it became this huge hit. So there's a backstory with the song, but I think we can save that for episode two. Yeah, because definitely it's going to win over Precious and Few. Oh, easy. The easy. Nights, the lights Which, went out. and You should know that the, 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 the Precious and Few, the backing singers are uh, the Ron Hicklin singers, which if you don't know who they am, they're the background vocals for the Partridge family. Oh, so I take back my vote. No, you don't. And that is the night the lights went out in Georgia. That's the night that the lights went out in Georgia. That's the night that they on the Now we have Me and Mrs. Jones by Billy Paul. Me and Mrs. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> can't do it. I can't do it as well as Billy Paul could do it. Well, He's got who, a great well, voice. Who can? He's got a great voice. I mean, come on. 
versus Stuck in the Middle with You by Steeler Wheels. Clowns to the left of me, jokes, jokes to, to the right. right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. My ear. My ear. Ah, oh, Ow. I'm so I'm bleeding. Um, but my but my suit looks nice. So I don't like me me and Mrs. Jones. Mr. Jones and me. Me, me and Mrs. Jones hit is, number one on Billboard though, Joel. It did, uh, but it's an uh, it's about an extramarital affair, mm-hmm. and is that song is. Sessy. Like that is a very the sound of it is so good and his voice is like butter. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. So good. Oh, yeah. But I hate the subject matter so much because it's about this guy who's having an affair with a married woman. Mm-hmm. And I I just I can't listen to it. And I know people think it's romantic, but I just can't get past that. Uh, also, I don't like me and Mr. Jones because apparently they stole uh, notes from Dor- the Doris Day song Secret Love and <sighs> they sued and they won because they, they, they used the song without permission. Oh, you don't steal from Doris Day. Well, Essence Magazine gave it one of the 25 best slow jams of all time. It's it a great a slow, slow jam. jam. It would just change the lyrics. I'm voting, voting for Steelers out. Wheel. As am I. So am I. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am. Stuck in the middle with you. Now we have All Right Now by Free. All Right Now. Baby, it's All Right Now. Versus I Don't Like Mondays by Garfield. No, sorry, the Boomtown Rats. <laughs> Tell me why I don't like Mondays. Tell, Tell me why I don't like Mondays. <laughs> yeah, nicely done. All right. All now. right, now hit number four on Billboard. I Don't Like Mondays only hit number 73. This is the difficult one for me because All Right Now is, I really do. Just That's a great the riff. Is good. riff. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. That was it. <laughs> but then you get I Don't Like Mondays, and it's it's a weird song because it's oddly upbeat yeah. and goofy, but it's about something very serious because it's about a total indie song a shooting like. that yes. happened right around the time. And they asked the shooter why she did what she did, and she said, I don't like Mondays. This livens up the day. Yeah, the, the song feels tongue-in-cheek about it, too. It feels a little irreverent, honestly. And and in fact, the, the singer uh, from Boomtown Rats admitted that he regretted writing the song because he made the, the killer famous. Oh, okay. And I the, I actually do like the song. I don't like Mondays, but I got to go with All Right Now because that's so yeah, much more too. 70s. All Right Now is better. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. All right now, baby, it's all. Now we have the uh, heartwarming What the World Needs Now by Tom Clay. What is segregation? I don't know what segregation is. We don't need another Oswald. (laughs) What is bigotry? I don't know what bigotry is. Bigotry versus Knock on Wood by Amy Stewart. It's like thunder. Bam. Lightning. Bam. The way you love me is frightening. You better knock. On wood, Okay, but here's the thing. Should so. we should we measure tempos on that so, one? Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so Tom Clay, Tom Clay was a radio DJ. Yeah, he took clips from uh, Burt Bacharach's "What the World Needs Now Is from Love." The 60s. It is a and, one song. Yes. And Abraham uh, Martin and John, and he put kind of this mix of news clips over the top of it, kind of like how um, after 9-11, people would take classic songs mm-hmm. and put, you know, audio clips from the radio. And but his was like, America sucks. <laughs> Here well, you go. It was, it. yeah, this was one, and Tom Clay has no studio albums. The guy didn't make an album. Mm-hmm. He made this song. This is really kind of... Oh, he's a radio DJ. Yeah, he's a yeah. one-hit wonder because, well, he remixed those people's songs to just put right news over it. It's kind of a powerful message, but not a song I oh, like to listen to. Oh, it's a real bummer. 
I, for not, real. Like Zach, you said you're listening to the '70s playlist that we made on Spotify, and you're yeah. jamming along to it, and then this came on, and all of a sudden you're like, "What is Straight this?" Straight up gunfire <laughs> once again. <laughs> yeah. Just so Jacob loves this song. Is what we're saying. Yeah. Well, like literally, you're hearing, you're hearing, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, get the gun, knock the gun out of his hands. You're hearing, yeah, you're hearing uh, the assassination of yeah. J- JFK. Exactly. His brother, yeah. Like it's it's really jarring, and yeah. then it doesn't even get into that good part from the Burt Backrack song until five and a half minutes into it. Mm-hmm. It's a long song too. Yeah. But then you get knock on wood where I listen to that one on repeat or to get back in a better mood after. Absolutely. Uh, great pump you up song. Play it loud. Love this. Way to go. Amy Stewart. Absolutely. So she on. takes it. Oh yeah. Now we have a right place, wrong time by Dr. John. I'm in the right place. Must have been the wrong time. I was at the right thing. We named, we nailed it. Wow. Yeah. Versus uh, pop music by M. And London, Paris, New York, Munich. Everybody talk about mm, pop music. Talk, talk about, about pop pop music. music. Talk about pop music, which that's not really. I was surprised that was not an 80s song. I thought so as well. Very surprised. Seven, it's like 1979. It's right there on the cusp. So Dr. John hit number nine with his hit and M with M. pop music hit number one and hit number one in six other countries as well. Yeah, very popular song. The thing I want to talk about Dr. John, uh, whose real name is Malcolm John Renback Jr., is that he was the inspiration for Jim Henson's Muppet character, Dr. Teeth. I was oh, going to say. that makes that sense. Yeah. Dr. Teeth is Dr. John. Whereas M was English musician Robin Scott, and it was a project of his. And we, we thought it was an 80s song because it was written and performed in 1979. So, they, so, so the he, crossover. Yeah. He, Robin, he, he went by M? Yes. Yeah. Bond? Bond? Okay. Mm. okay. How British is it? Uh, but also, you 2 remixed it in 1997 for their Pop Mart tour. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons I know it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be the version I know. It's a good song. Yeah. Uh, and I am going to vote for it. I'm voting for pop music because I like it. Uh, right? Place My heart is not in either of these. Really? Honestly. Yeah. Oh. But I will also vote for pop music. Oh, more well, memorable. Right place, wrong time. Really? But it, it, it coin toss. Yeah. yeah. I just, when I listened to it, I listened to pop music all the way through and enjoyed it. Right place, wrong time. I was like, is it, is it over yet? All right. Pop music goes on. And now we are to our final matchup of the first round. My goodness. Now we have Wham Bam Shangalang by Silver. Wham Bam Bam Shangalang and a Shalalala. Shalala. Something like that. We found it. Wow. Versus Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. It's a great song. You sound grumpy. You feel like you're in space right now. A little bit from Apollo 13. That's where I know it. And then Wham Bam was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Again. Again. A lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. But the Guardians 2 is not a good soundtrack. I like it. The one is bigger. So Wham Bam hit number 16. Spirit in the Sky hit number three on Billboard. This is kind of a one seed against the 16 seed here. Uh, one thing I love about the uh, uh, silver song Wham Bam is the Arista executive. So their studio gave the band the song to record, said, hey, this was written. Will you guys please record this? Because none of your tracks on your album are any good. Mm-hmm. You don't have single potential. This one will be a single. Well, what makes me laugh about Spirit in the Sky is that it's a very uh, kind of has a religious mm-hmm. religious references in it yeah. about Jesus. But 
the guy, Norm Greenbaum, is Greenbaum? He's Jewish? He's Jewish. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But he he what? said he said he, he watched the he was inspired to write the song after watching a, a, someone singing gospel on TV. And he thought, yeah, I could do that. So he knew nothing about gospel music, but he wrote this own gospel song in like 15 minutes. And he did a great job. It's such a good song. It is. Classic 70s. That's a heavy contender here for me. So Norman Greenbaum, I think, is going to go, I don't know, we'll see. Absolutely. Definitely in this round. Spirit in the Sky moves on to round two. <laughs> And with that, we are done oh, with round one. So we yes. have a stacked bracket in the next show. It's a th- stack it. This was kind of the little, the easier way, kind sure. of getting rid of some of the, the cannon fodder, as Kent calls it. Mm-hmm. But I do think we're going to have some pretty it's big battles get, down the road. There are so many songs when I was listening to this playlist, and I'm like, oh, that could go. Oh, that could go. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. We're going to mess this up. Now, so. we, we encourage you to go listen to our Spotify playlist, which will be at BaconCell.com, and you can listen for yourself and get prepared for the next show. But hopefully you played along this time and were able to make some decisions with us so that you could decide if we were right or wrong, even though we're obviously right. Yeah, right is right. I don't think there was any huge controversy in no. this one, but we were very we'll friendly. We'll see if the older generation thinks about that and what the younger generation <laughs> we're in trouble. thinks as well. But let us know on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. We're there. We're listening. We want to hear your feedback about what you think about 70s one-hit wonders. So let us know. But before we go, we want to thank a couple of categories worth the patrons here. In the I Am The Listener tier, we have Lady Terry A. Finley, Sean Sanquist, Baking Council Member Wannabe Kyler, Alicia Bass, Scott Sprague, Brayden Winterton, Chris Drought, Jennifer Kilkowski, Adam and Rachel Crump, Rocky and Steph, Sir and Madam Hicks, Babs, Glow Daniel, Shannon West, and Allison Gall. And then on the Bacon Council, we have Chris Anderson, Knickknack 40 Wax, Ryan and Marley Farron, Mots, Stephen Ross, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Beaker, and Reverse Listener. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate Love you guys. You. Thank you for being patrons. We're Bacon. thankful in this month of November for you. If you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. Or you can find me performing Quickwits. They are performing Saturday nights at Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qw.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. And if you want to ring my bell, you can go over to <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at Tumbling Mustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale on social media. Stop by Facebook and like that page and then go to at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, stop by tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself a bunch of fun merch, including updated team Zach, Joel, and Kent shirts. Look it on a hoodie too public.com slash bacon sale and then if you like what's going on here you want to support the show further go to patreon.com slash bacon sale it's a cool place to be so cool i even mentioned it literally in my wedding ceremony we did talk you about can, that on a recent hear that story yeah. on a bacon bit and also we have uh we posted our, our october stories is there as well so you can yep. read those we have a bunch of behind the bacon stuff that you can look at absolutely patreon.com slash bacon sale so until next time bacon sale delight <laughs> I get it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a contemporary adult and I love adult contemporary. I have it. I can find it. I have it. I have it. I mean, I can find it. But I need to find it quick. Hey, did you have it yet? Go home, Jack. <laughs> Hold I'm on. The 70s. You weren't? No. Shut up, Zach. <laughs> it's sort of a hiccuping rhythmic wheeze. Aw, get down, mama. <laughs> I've got to have me a woman. Ha 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 ha. 
Satan. Demons out! Because it's crap. Satan's everywhere. Dork sided! You think it's gonna be all flowers and sausages? I want to be pie. I don't like oh, baby. baby. Ah! <laughs> oh, no, it's... Ah! Or is it? Ah! Oh, no. I'm tall. Even if I got a bronze, it would look like I won. We are. Stay for the show. Ken's on the nose flute. <laughs> Zach on the ch ch chis. Zach, what voice instrument do you play? <laughs> Get to the chorus, Arlo. Do it. This took me on a journey that I hadn't seen since I last listened to Oop Hit Him Up Style. Wow. Get it? Moonlight? Werewolves? I go match up. I see you, Joel. The St. Croix. LaCroix? Yeah, like the, flavor, the flavorless soda? They poured it all over him. <laughs> I call it the classic cardigan story. My favorite type of Oreos. <laughs> Mr. Double Stuff? Slandle <laughs> Jams! Okay, <laughs> Sitting down to dance sounds fun. Do you know what's on that floor? What are you doing I'm, here? I'm rocking the boat. You can't rock the boat. Troll <laughs> 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 trying to get out of Zach. <laughs> I like schmaltz for the record. Oh man, that afternoon delight. Yeah. We Here don't need is. another Oswald. Do the remix. <laughs> I do not authorize that for use. <laughs> oh, now it's official. I can't use it. You just got Salemed.